African continental free trade area could lift 30 million Africans from extreme poverty, Google's Equiano cable lands in Nigeria and an in-depth look at BMI numbers and what they mean for business sentiment. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. In March, countries whose purchasing managers index was tracked by Standard or Stambic Bank all registered a decline showing deteriorating business sentiment across countries like Kenya, Ghana, Zambia, and Egypt. Farishka Baruth, economist, Africa Regions at Stambic Bank, joins us for this episode to give insight into the implications of the numbers. Does a general private sector decline across African countries we have a presence in? What were the major reasons for this decline? The PMI in actually all the countries in our coverage fell in March. In Zambia, Ghana and Egypt specifically, PMI fell below the 50% mark. So just to explain that a bit more, 50 the 50 mark denotes contraction um, or expansion in um, business conditions. And falling below that mark, that denotes contraction. So um, it's definitely something of a concern when PMI falls below this level because it shows serious challenges in that market. So, you know, there were some idiosyncratic factors driving this decline, and I'll get to that later. But more broadly, what we saw driving this decline was we saw rising prices weighing down on customer demand in most of our surveys. So in all of the markets, what we're seeing is we're seeing this price pressure come through quite significantly. And um, we, we've even seen participants of these surveys preparing themselves for a higher price environment. And we've seen the cost of fuel, food, transportation, and even raw materials underline quite a lot of this price pressure. And yes, we can associate and bring back this price pressure specifically for food, wheat products, and um, fuel. Um, we can bring it back to the Russia-Ukraine conflict. But this, con- uh, this conflict also contributes to the wider supply chain disruptions that, um, you know, that we've seen given um, this country's production of wheat and these countries' contribution to fertilizer, exports globally, and chemical exports globally. And, you know, the thing about this is it actually coincides with uh, lockdowns in China. So, you know, it adds to the supply chain disruptions that exist. And, you know, with that in mind, we believe that supply side inflation would likely keep inflation elevated and quite sticky and become more pronounced in the coming months. For instance, in Kenya's PMI survey, we saw that there was specific mention that input purchasing uh, continued to rise quite rapidly. And that was because there were many firms that were stockpiling goods amid concerns around the supply chain dislocations that we're undergoing at this point. And then, you know, on the more idiosyncratic factors that I mentioned, 
Um, so in Ghana and Egypt um, specifically, we saw sharp exchange rate movements and the weaker local currency um, just added to the cost price pressures that we were seeing. And I, I believe, you know, that was one of the factors that drove an, a more negative sentiment, pushing PMI below the 50 mark. For Uganda in particular, there was an increase in new orders, and yet there seems to be a stagnation or a decline in the PMI. How are these factors correlated? Okay, so this was specifically the case in Uganda in March, so that comes to mind. New orders were up, but headline PMI declined. Um, In Uganda, PMI still remains above 50, but how did this happen? So if you look at the PMI, the PMI is a composite index, and it's calculated using a weighted average of five subcomponents. So these subcomponents include new orders, as you have mentioned. Then it also includes output, employment, supplier delivery times, and the stock of purchases. So, you know, you can't conclude that there's perfect correlation between new orders and headline PMI, because, yes, I will admit that in Uganda, new orders carry a significant weighting, the largest within the PMI index. But, you know, movements of um, other sub-indices matter as well. So just say that um, you have two sub-indices moving in the same direction. That could give an overarching um, over, overarching effect on a headline PMI. So, for instance, let's say we've combined the employment sub-index and the output sub-index, and combined they have a larger weighting than new orders. So um, if these sub-indices move in the same direction and are declining, then that would have a material impact on the headline PMI, on the direction of its move and its overall level. So this is another trend, actually, before I finish, that we've been seeing. So in some instances, you know, we see new orders still stay above 50, but they contribute. And, you know, when they're above 50, it contributes positively to headline PMI. But what we've noticed specifically in the last few months is that orders seem to be expanding at a slower rate than, you know, previously. And I think, you know, that speaks to some of the uncertainties in the environment. And we've even seen, you know, reports come through that new orders are being cancelled given the uncertainties uh, that arise from the geopolitical tensions and the higher price environment. A quick review of Yava stories making it into the podcast, the gross domestic product. GDP of Ghana advanced by 7% from a year ago in the fourth quarter of 2021 following a downwardly revised 6.5% rise in the previous three-month period. It's the fastest pace of growth since the first quarter of 2020, mainly boosted by agriculture at 8.2% and services at 8.1%. At the same time, the manufacturing sector rebounded. On a quarterly basis, the GDP grew by 1.8% after a downwardly revised 1.5% rise in the previous quarter. Considering the full year of 2021, the GDP expanded by 5.4%, the most in two years, Bitting forecast by government at 4.4 and the IMF at 4.2%. Now, Africa stands to benefit from the African continental free trade area as it provides a comprehensive 
and beneficial trade argument among the member states. An analysis by the World Trade Organization shows that the regional integration is on track to lift targeted 30 million people from extreme poverty in Africa by 2035. WTO says this can be achieved through the ongoing removal of trade barriers, lower trade costs and advancement of industrialization across the continent. World Trade Organization Deputy Director General Angela Ellard says AFTA is a key milestone to promote the African economic community. Google has announced that Equiano, a subsea internet cable running through Portugal to South Africa, has landed in Lagos. The announcement is coming in a month after Equiano first landed on the African continent in Togo. The Equiano cable is expected to run more than 12,000 kilometers along the west coast of Africa, later landing in South Africa, establishing a valuable new high-capacity connection between the African continent and Europe. The project is expected to help support further digital transformation in Nigeria, a country with a thriving tech ecosystem. Equiano is expected to boost Nigeria's GDP by 10.1 billion US dollars, increase internet speed by a factor of six, and create 1.6 million jobs by 2025, according to a recent impact assessment study by Africa Practice and Genesis Analytics. Cocoa futures fell on the International Commodity Exchange to its 2,500 US dollars per ton, the lowest in nearly five weeks amid prospects of strong supply levels from major producers. World's top producer, Ivory Coast, exported a total of 1.9 million tons of cocoa during the October 1st to April 10th season, 6% higher than the corresponding period for the previous year, while Nigeria's February exports rose 148% on the year to 27.6 thousand tons. Further, US inventories rose to a four-month high to 4.48 million bags. Meanwhile, prospects of increased precipitation in West Africa set to boost soil moisture levels and promote the flowering of cocoa trees, further easing prices. Thank you for waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K-Financial and you can find me at the Don.